0: What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And we're coming at you again to talk more about tennis. I know on the last episode, we said we were not going to actually record midweek of the French Open. But y'all, there was too much good stuff going on, too much good stuff, so that we had to come back at you, and we had to give you a little bit of a, a recap of what we saw and 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 just what we experienced. Because these this this past week has been absolutely crazy, Bryce. What do you what do you think?
1: I totally agree with you, Isaac. You know, I think I told the listeners the last time of the Grand Slams, the French Open is the one that I'm like, uh, eh, it's nice. You know, it's on clay, it's on dirt, it's slow. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this year, um, it's actually been really, really good. The first week was dynamic, and, and when I look back on the first week, I really look at the men's results and the women's results kind of differently. Uh, they were both exciting for two completely different reasons. Uh, to me, the men's was exciting just because there were some really good matches. I mean, we're going to talk about a few of these, but uh, just some excellent excellent contest between some of the guys. But on the women's side of things, the excitement came from the upsets and the injuries and the withdrawals and just, (laughs) I mean, stuff that we couldn't even predict uh, ahead of the tournament starting. So, Isaac, what were some of the kind of the big moments for you in week one?
0: You know, I mean, just – I have to I'll start off by saying I was a little bit surprised when I saw Angie Kerber go out to the little 18 year old um right I, I guess I did not realize that she was a bit injured I think they they mentioned that I guess she had turned her ankle a little bit in in Madrid and um but I didn't re- I didn't realize that so I actually thought Angie was going to come in here and, and really do some damage so the fact that you know, she came in and and got stolen uh, by this little 18 year old uh, Potapova, however you say her name, because you know I ain't good at them names. But I mean, she stole up on her, and for her to be 18 years old and steal up on Angie Kerber, you got to be pretty proud of yourself. So that to me was like the just off the bat when Angie went out, I was like, damn, this about to be good. You know, I felt the same way because. I guess I was feeling
1: like, did I miss something in the news about Angie being injured? Because I felt like I hadn't really heard anything uh, about, you know, a potential injury. So when I heard that in the tournament, I thought, wow, I, I kind of missed that. But um, yes, she that was a big change in the draw from, from the very beginning
0: with her yeah. draw. And it was already kind of a weak section anyway, but but I, I, I just wasn't expecting that. So, yeah, that made that section even more what we say. Cake, 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 cake. <laughs> exactly.
1: And I think I may have said she withdrew. She didn't withdrew. She took the L. Yeah. But uh, they're blaming it a little bit on on the injury. Um, well, that was definitely one of the, the good women's matches. Uh, of course, I the the women's match that stands out to me was that first round where we talked about with Venus and Svitalina. Yes. Um I was really hoping that, you know, Venus was going to come in and, you know, like she has so many times and su- surprised us. But she came in and like she has so many times, she's lost in the first or second round recently. And um you know, S- Fitzgeraldina that was just a difficult out for her to get in the first round. This is what you have. This is what happens when you allow your your seating uh, or your ranking to drop, so that you can't get seated. Um, but the way Venus looked, I, I, and, I, and I'm a got on a little ledge with this. Hmm. I stated before, and Isaac, you know, you and I feel the same way. You know, I, you know, Venus is our girl. She's the one that we pretty much cheer for all the time, even when she's playing Serena. But it's something about when I watched her match with Svetlana, it was like one of those kind of matches for me where I said, you know what? It may really be coming to the end for Venus. Um, When I watch Venus play now, um, I don't know that I have any real degree of confidence of her winning. Um, And it's not because of her ability, but, you know, without having that serve and putting so much pressure on her ground strokes, and all these girls could hit the ball good now off the ground. Um, yes, they can. And, and without Venus going to the net, you know, consistently, I just don't see how she can beat some of these youngsters.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you, Bryce. I mean, honestly, when I saw Venus come out with the sleeve on the arm, that would that immediately made me a little bit nervous because that means that the shoulder and or the arm just isn't in full flight. And she needs that serve in order to really make an impact. And it's like you said, without that, you never want to say Venus is regular. But again, all the girls hit hard. I mean, Venus used to hit hard. I mean, she was the pioneer of that. And now all of the girls can hit as hard, if not bigger than she can. So, yeah, when she came out, I I just it didn't look good from the start and and in truth it was I, I kind of felt the way that you did at least about this French Open I am still extremely optimistic about her at Wimbledon though because I do Mm-mm. feel like her her game is going to translate a lot better of course as we know on the grass because she's won five grand slams there at Wimbledon um, so I do feel like I, I, there's a couple people that I'm still kind of holding out on and Venus is one of them I need to see what she's going to do on grass if she, if she falls out early At Wimbledon then I'm going to be very concerned how what are your thoughts
1: I feel the same way and um I know she wants to hang around at least through the Olympics for next year uh I just don't want it to be just a sad final Venus tour uh leading to that day (laughs) you know I want her to be kind of competitive still and and to go out and, and and have these great matches but look she's had a wonderful career she's what 38, 39 years of age, I mean, it's only natural that at this point of her career that things will start slowing down for
0: her. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I tell you what, though, and I don't mean to be funny, but <clears throat> excuse me, I guess maybe I do need to mean to be funny. Venus better try and, uh, and get some results, though, because remember, you don't just automatically make the Olympics. You still have to have the rankings. In order to, in order to, to be on the squad, so Venus, if you listen true. to me, baby, yeah, get, get you keep plugging away because I would hate for you to get to 2020 and you not actually be able to even go to the Olympics. Come on now, and you
1: know, and you know what, I think they will probably make room for her on doubles. If nothing else, they're going to look at the Venus Serena as a as a doubles team. I do not anticipate. Venus making the single squad for the US team. Yeah. Because if I just going out there, how many they can have up to what four singles players? That's
0: that's what I thought was four. Oh,
1: exactly. Right. Yep. So I'm thinking Serena. I'm thinking Sloan. I'm thinking oh, Madison Keys. <laughs> when we're going to get to that in a minute. Oh and yes. Right, and who knows? Maybe with this result we just saw, it may be Sophia Kennan.
0: I was about to say you—you uh, you can't counter out the way that she uh, <laughs> smacked up on us, <laughs> Serena. <laughs> so anyway. you know what? Let's go ahead and go. No, let's go ahead and go to
1: go to that since we're sitting on it right now. Oh, and and, uh, and let me just get my piece out real quick. Yes, there sir. There have been times in the past when I've watched Serena, and she's taken an L, mm-hmm. and I truly say, you know what? yeah, the other, her opponent, they did what they needed to do to win or whatever, but honestly, this was about Serena losing more than the other opponent winning. And I know people like to say, oh, that's bad sportsmanship, but you know what? It's just kind of the truth, right? <laughs> um, and so, but let me tell you what made a difference for me in this match that she lost. And believe me, I'm not a Kenan fan. I immediately kind of not a big fan of her swagger on the court, but i got to give it to the girl. She went out there and she played from the first point to the last. And I tell you, Serena, she wasn't on her A game. And let's be honest, Serena doesn't have to be on her A game to beat a lot of these people. But she needed to be there against Sophia Kenin and Kennan, And Kenin did not let up until she finished the the, the the finish line.
0: So I really do believe
1: that Kennan went out and
0: won that match. Uh, yeah, she she ab- she absolutely did, Bryce. I 100% agree on that. I mean, she went out there and just like a lot of the players coming up, she wasn't scared. She got up bit out there and was like, "You know what? Similar to how Osaka spanked up on you uh, back in Miami and back at the US Open." I'm about to get up mm-hmm. on you in this French Open cuz I ain't scared of you. And yeah, you may be my idol cuz they talked to, you know, they did some of the different uh, interviews and talked about how she thought Serena, you know, that was her idol growing up and blah blah blah. But no, she went out there and she was like, I ain't scared of you. I'm about to take it to you and I'm about to get this W. And un- <laughs> unfortunately for Serena fans, that's exactly what she did. <laughs> she did. And and and
1: on top of that, After she beat Serena, she went out there and let Ash Barty beat her like she stole something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm going to speak on this right now, and I know we may not be done with Serena, but I'm going to speak on this right now. Ash Barty, if you are listening to this, I apologize for underestimating your skills. on Okay, because right. i thought you was gonna get jolly baby i thought you was about to get smacked up and sent back to australia with the quickness and you that came out there and you was like bitches am i scared of you everybody's scared of you i'm gonna bring my serving volley game and i'm about to give it to you and i was like damn ash party is bringing what the party so you go ash Barty. i ain't mad at you ain't mad at your game you're gonna do what you do boo <laughs> that, you you put it <laughs> that's exactly
1: what she does she is quickly becoming one of my favorites on the women's tour
0: Dude, same with me god i love her game it's so it's so fluid it's so clean i just i love the variation that she's bringing because again all you typically see from most of the players is just you know big big hitting big power she knows how to bring that slice into play she comes to the net I, her game is beautiful in
1: it, it really is and uh, she definitely has one of those throwback games um, to styles back in the 70s and 80s. Um, but as you mentioned, Kenan being inspired by seeing Osaka beat Serena. Uh, <laughs> Osaka needed a little inspiration to get past Sennyakiva. Now let <laughs> I, I, let's go back my prediction and I'm gonna stand by it. My prediction was that Osaka was going to lose in the second round to Azarenka. And she really should have. She was down a set and a break to Azarenka. And Azarenka just choked. Azarenka did not want my prediction to come true. Azarenka is a hater as it relates to Bryce's (laughs) predictions. She should have won that match. She had it right there on her racket. But... Sinyakovo was like I saw enough from that match to know what I'm gonna do to Osaka. And it really and and as much as I like uh Sineakova, and I wasn't really familiar with her before and I didn't I definitely didn't know she was the number one doubles player uh oh, yeah. in, in the world. But this is one of those matches that even though she played well and she stayed in there and she fought I definitely feel like all of the unforced errors that came off of Osaka's racket were probably a stronger contributor to her loss. But we knew that this was going to be a problem for Osaka on clay because she isn't the patient player that likes to work the point. She's the one that wants to one, two, three, bam, points over. And when you get some of these other um, girls on the circuit who are, um, who came up on Clay and who can go out there and they can rally for eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 shots almost every point? They are not worried about an Osaka. They'll outlast her, and that's exactly what she did in the third round.
0: Yeah, that that's true. And uh, the thing that I will say is when you said one, two, three, bang tennis, who's that sound like, I wonder? Um, anyway. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're you wrong for that. <laughs> You're wrong for that. I'm going to make sure the point's over one way or another. <laughs> Exactly. But I what I will say, though, about that Osaka loss is, you know, kudos for her for climbing back up on Azarenka and getting that getting that W. But I do think that that match also contributed to the fact of her losing to Sinyakova. because you have to think that from just an overall mental standpoint, again, not your favorite surface and you had to come back strong just to get that W against Azarenka there's going to be a little a little bit of a letdown when you're playing someone like Sinyakova. True enough, doubles on top, number one or number two, but in singles, she has not done so well. So you can see how that could potentially have been a letdown for Osaka, thinking that, okay, I don't have to bring my best to this, and Sinyakova was like, no, nah, Hefa, you really need to bring your game, otherwise I'm going to take that Take, you know, I'm gonna take this W on you, and that's exactly what you did. So, I she was someone honestly, Bryce. i I saw her maybe a few years ago, and I was like, I like her, she's feisty and she has a, a relatively good game, but really, her results just weren't matching, in my opinion, her her talent. And okay. I, it's nice to see that she is maybe getting kind of back on track. And like I said, her doubles is tight, but I really do feel like she is a very good singles player and should not be outside of the top 30 from a single standpoint. So hopefully this victory will, will, will give her a little bit more confidence on the single side to actually deliver and, and reach her potential, in my opinion.
1: And, you know, as you talked about Osaka's confidence, well, you know it had to be rocked from the very first match when, what was her name, Shamilava? Well, yeah, she came up and, yeah, she came and set up that Slovakian bakery owner and gave her, that, <laughs> gave her right. that bagel in the first set. Um, you know, just the tournament did not start off well for Osaka. Yeah, but that's... who it has been turning out pretty good for, and I don't know how this is happening, is uh, Madison Keys. Um, <laughs> well, well, number one, she ain't played nobody, okay? Uh, she's. Um, we really thought she was going to go out to Garcia um, in the third round but Garcia she got caught blinking against Blinkova and (laughs) (laughs) you you know she ended up taking that L so then all Keys had to do was to beat Blinkova Blinkova so she didn't blink (laughs) (laughs) you know And see, and then I think Sinyakov,a I think she was, you know, I think she probably had a bit of a letdown after beating the number one player in the world, and she wasn't ready for that. Um, So the fact that Madison Keys has made it to the quarterfinals, I am dumbfounded.
0: (laughs) Um, But, hey, good work for her. Hey, I applaud her. She's done what she's needed to do. That's right. It, it, listen, she was in what the quarters or semis last year. So I mean, like her or not, Madison can actually get it done. I mean, she can, she can, she can, she can really make herself known in, in these grand slams. And and that's what she's been doing. And I have to say, you know, kudos to her for you know just stepping up, getting your her, her mental right, and and getting the Ws. And the one thing I tell you what. The one thing that I feel contributes to this, and I think I mentioned it on the last telecast, who I saw in the stands rooting her on was my girl, Lindsay Davenport. There to me is something special right there between Madison and Lindsay. And I think Madison listens to Lindsay because, again, Lindsay used to be able to hit that ball, man, nice and clean, one of the best ball strikers in her day. And I think that when she's in Madison's corner, I think she kind of level sets her and gets gets her mental right. Um, Because, like I said, Lindsay, you know, no, no. uh, (laughs) I don't mean this in a bad way, but like I said, from an athlete standpoint, you know, it was tough on you when it came against the Williams sisters and sometimes against Martina Hingis. But with that, you can now help some of these other girls, i.e. Madison Keys, to understand that you can still be a great champion even if you're missing a couple things as long as your mental is tight. And I think that that, in my opinion, is what Lindsay can bring or brings to Madison Keys, is is just a leveling, if you will, to allow her to really bring out her game. So good on you, Madison. I ain't mad at your girl. Go and keep winning. Get them W's. Oh. Okay, good. I'm tired of talking
1: about Madison. So
0: let's go down to the bottom <laughs> half of the top half of the
1: draw, where we were surprised with the initial withdrawal of Kvitova.
0: Yes, that was very sad because I had her making some waves. And, you know, it's always sad with Kvitova, you know, because again, with her story, you just love her because of that. And the fact that she had to, you know, pull out due to another injury to the arm is just very, very sad. Right. And this was one of those quarters where there wasn't a whole
1: lot going on in there anyway. So Halep has clearly rolled to the quarterfinals. um, And, you know, she's now going to be up against the the young American upstart. uh, Anna, how do you pronounce her last name? Anna Samova. Anna Samova, yes. Uh, Yes. Who's looking really good. Uh, I don't know if she's looking Halep good or not yet, but she's looking pretty good.
0: Right. I tell you what, though, for 17... Good for you, Anna, Anna, Anna Simova. See, I can't even say her name twice in the <laughs> right way. But uh, young lady, you keep doing you and you keep fighting because that's, that's what it's all about. Your game is nice. I mean, just she has a really very pleasing game. It's very understated. It doesn't look as powerful, but boy, oh, boy, she's she's lighting those shots up. So, you know, good for you. Look forward to just talking about you more as we build this telecast out. So keep her going. So let's drop down to the bottom
1: half of the women's draw and let's go to the bottom quarter because after Pliskova lost and after Burden's, you know, withdrew or lost or, uh, well, I guess she withdrew during the middle of the match, Uh, retired, I guess, sorry. there really wasn't anybody exciting left in that quarter and so you know we were left today with that exciting quarter of von drusova and martic and and although they're you know two fairly decent players you know i don't think of those two players when i think quarterfinals of the french open
0: I have to say I agree with you, Bryce. The one thing that I wasn't aware of, and they actually had done a little bit of an interview with uh, Martina Navratilova, and apparently that Vondrasova has, you know, been someone that's, you know, been on the come up from a Czech standpoint. So they were asking or talking to her about her, and uh, she had a a lot of really good things to say about her. So I didn't even recognize that she was on the radar. But apparently a lot of folks— um did know a lot about her and I guess this is kind of her coming out party and she's a lefty and you know they didn't really show uh too many of her matches but from what I saw she has a very nice game and uh you know maybe this will just sort of be her 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 breakout but they did mention some stat around having won 25 of her last 30 matches I was like wait a minute
1: Yeah, now, that is one thing. They said, I think they said she had more match wins on the season than any other player. Now, all match wins are not equivalent. (laughs) Okay? Exactly. So, you know, kudos to her for winning the matches she played, but she hasn't been playing necessarily at the highest level all all year. So, look, I give her props for winning that match today against Martik because she was 0-4 lifetime against her. And she came back and won that match, and she's 19 years old, and she's found herself in the semifinals of the uh, the French Open. So, so good luck on her.
0: Can't be now, mad at
1: that. Right now, let's end with the <laughs> what has ended up being one of the fire quarters, and this was the quarter that remember Venus was in with Fentolina, uh, but also had some of your big people. Like Sloan Stevens and Mugarutha and uh, Kanta, um, I I will I will say this. Do you remember my little prediction about Muguruza giving Taylor Townsend that work? <laughs> <laughs> and I know some people out there, some of our listeners, you know, may have said, "Ooh." Taylor Townsend won that first set 7-5. What does Bryce know? Taylor just won the first set 7-5. Talking about Muga gonna give her that work. Well, 6-2-6-2 <laughs> six, two, six, two after that, <laughs> the prediction was
0: confirmed. <laughs> okay, we're we gonna have to stay on this one for a little bit because Taylor baby, I need you to I need you to change your game up. I I need you to do some different things, cause I can appreciate all the spins and all the loopy shots and stuff. But Taylor, I, ooh ooh I'm a, ooh people are gonna hate me for this. But baby, you should be able to hit out on that ball. You need to be hitting strong. You are you you are not. You should not be playing that much defense. Just put it that way. You need right. to be more aggressive. You need to be putting some things on them shots all that defense that you started trying to play. No, no, you needed to stick up with with Mukaruta and match her power for power. And honestly, that's why she came came back up on you and climbed up on you is because you was trying to play defense and you when you should have just went into the offensive, swing out. You won the first set, go swing, swing hard. And to me, you just backed down and you let Muguruza just climb up on you. So I was very, very disappointed in the fact that she didn't change her tactics and be more aggressive to match Mugurutha because Mugurutha is not that great on the on the defense either. So had she matched her, I really feel like that would have raised her potential to take that match. And, and I just really feel like Taylor needs to reevaluate her game style altogether. Yeah, that's my. Yeah. What do you think, Bryce?
1: Well, you know, one of the things I noticed when I was watching the match was that Muguruza had a hard time dealing with the heavy lefty topspin that was coming right. from uh, Taylor Townsend. And I don't think she leveraged that as much as she could. I think Taylor has a lot of natural talent, um, and I don't think she has the same mental issues that Madison Keys has, but I do think she has always kind of suffered from not having strong coaching, right? So she started off with the Youngs, and, you know, we can see they've only done so much with their own son. So, <laughs> you know, they haven't done a whole lot with her. And then she went to Xena, who we thought, oh, that might be a good, you know, kind of fit for her. But, you know, there was kind of a clashing there because supposedly Xena wanted her to play this power baselining game, and she wanted to continue to use her variety. And right. so, so then she goes back to the young family, and I just I've always felt with her game style, even though I know she can't afford it, if she could have been coached by Martina Navratilova, right? You know, you know, having the great net skills, being the lefty, you know, having all the variety, and the nice slice backhand, and, and you know, being a little bit of a thick girl, and 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 all of that, um, I just feel like there could be so much gain from that, but. It's a business, and she probably, you know, Martina is probably way out of her league.
0: Right. Yeah, I think you're you're right. I think that would have been a perfect matchup, though, like you said, because of all of those particular qualities. Uh, And and the fact that, and again, I don't – some of my viewers or some of our viewers are probably not going to like me saying this, but I think what Martina brought from a fitness standpoint could also be very valuable for Taylor and I'm going to not say anymore because I don't want anybody to hate me (laughs) (laughs) but I'm trying to speak the truth y'all I'm trying to speak truth I feel like Taylor is immensely talented immensely talented but I don't feel that her fitness matches the what her skill set is because if it did Taylor would be in the top 10 no question Right.
1: exactly exactly well, this quarter still almost ended up the way we thought it was going to end up. Now, we originally were thinking it was going to be Sloane-Stevens and Burton. But, you know, obviously Burton was out after the um, the second round. Um, but the but Sloane-Stevens ended up meeting Joanna Conta, who anybody that had been paying attention to the weeks leading up to the French Open, you knew that Conta was putting in work. She was really doing the thing. And so what ended up happening is Conta met Stevens, but something that I did not know. Did you know Sloane Stevens has never beaten Conta?
0: I heard that, which had me completely confused. What is that? Help me understand.
1: Bad matchup.
0: I don't understand why. I mean, to me, Joanna Conta has a lot of power. To me, she plays a lot like Venus. But in my opinion, Sloan has a level of power that she should be playing with. And sometimes she just doesn't. She relies on her defense. And I feel like she, her coaches, her new coach at this point, needs to really get to her and be like, look, when you play joint and Conte, you need to swing out. And the same thing with Taylor. Right. When you're playing the big power players, they play that way for a reason because they can't move. Move the bitches, move them around, <laughs> swing them around, grab by their ponytails, shake them. Shit, do what you got to do, but don't just continue to repeat the damn cycle. Come on now. So yeah, that was a bit surprising to me, Bryce. Not only surprising that she hadn't beaten her, but the fact that she got jolly whopped again. I'm like, what the? <laughs> I mean, what the hell, Sloan? I'm sitting here almost right. thinking about it. I'm going to try and take off work, and you sitting up here letting this girl just jump up on you. What is that? Come on now. <laughs> hell.
1: So... That leaves us in the bottom half for the semifinals. Joanna Conta against Von Drusova. Yes, Uh, and
0: Bryce, let's make sure we also make this point. Joanna Conta had never won a match at the French Open. Come on now. Mm -hmm. That's true.
1: I was surprised to hear that as well. And this, who knows? She may be doing her Asta Pinko thing. She has her one year where <laughs> she's gonna win it all and she'll go back to losing next
0: year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cause I'm trying to tell you, Joanna Conta is shocking me right now. But you know what? I I I like her though. I have to actually say she's a very intelligent girl. She talks she a lot as far as her interviews. I really, really actually like her. Um, so I'm really mm-hmm. happy that she's rebounded from because the past couple years have not really been good, in my opinion, her from just results standpoint. So the, and I don't know if it was injury or what, but I do like the fact that she's making some inroads and she's kind of getting back to where she was before. So, you know, good on you, Joe Conte. You go and you do you, baby. Do you. <laughs>
1: right. So who do you think is going to make the finals between the two of
0: them? Uh <sighs> I, I gotta put my money on, on Joe. I think it's like you said. Yeah. I think the fact that she's just kinda having that Ostapenko moment, if you will, I, I don't I don't mm-hmm. think the other young lady's gonna be able to stop her, Vondrosa. I, I I and besides, she's you know, this is new territory for her too. At least Joe Conta has gone gone far in a grand slam before. I, I I feel like Joe is definitely going to step it up and make it into the final. How about okay. you, Bryce? What are you, what are your thoughts? Um
1: I I agree with you completely. I think uh, this has been a great result for Von Uh Like we said, nineteen years old, made it to the semifinals. Her ranking will jump considerably. Yes. But this is this is big women's tennis right here, and Joanna, <laughs> Joanna has has proven herself uh, at this level. Before, maybe not so deep in the Grand Slams all the time, but at this level of competition. So I definitely think is going to be in the finals from the bottom half. Now, at the top, what what are you thinking? So in the quarterfinals in the top, we have Madison Keys with um, an invitation to the, the Barty party. And then we have <laughs> uh, so, uh, Simona Halep with Anna
0: Simova. What do you think? Yes. You know, first of all, let me just say, those two matchups are extremely entertaining in my opinion, and I am really looking forward to watching both of those matches. Um, I, you, you can't bet against Halep because of the fact that she won last year. She's comfortable. This is her best surface, and Anna Samova is, is young. But I tell you what, that youthfulness may, may actually allow her to make this a very competitive match. At the end, of the end of the day, though, I have to say that I believe that Halep will get that W and will make it into yet another French Open final. On the other one, oh, it's so tough because I love me some Ash yes, Barty. No. I, <laughs> Listen, it's tough for me, I should say. Let me say it, not tough for all of uh, the people speaking here, but it is tough for me. I think that Ash has a great game and she's bringing it out and really showing us a lot. Madison, though, has got that firepower. And I i, I tell you what, she made again. She, she, she made it far in last year's French Open. This is a great opportunity for her. I am going to make a stretch decision. And I'm going to say that Madison is going to pull it out in the third set against Barty if... Lindsay Davenport is in that damn box. Lindsay, you better have your ass up in that box, girl, and then hopefully <clears> Madison <throat> will get the W. What about you? Okay. So, let's start with
1: the the obvious one, and I am picking Ash Barty over Madison Keys. Uh, we can look at it for, we can look at it two different ways. We can say number one, she's playing Madison Keys, so that's why she's going to win. <laughs> Um, because Ash Barty is just a way better competitor than Madison Keys is. Madison's got a lot of a lot of physical talent, a lot of physical abilities. But is a battler, and I foresee Barty winning that, and I that one may not even be close. The one chance that I will say that Madison Keys has is because she has those physical gifts, she's a threat any day that she comes out there and she's on right? If she's on, and she's just ripping the cover off the ball, and she's doing that from the first point, and she never gives Barty an, a real opportunity to get her foot in the game, that's her best chance. If it's in any way a close or tight match, I think Barty takes it, because we know Mar- uh, Madison, from a mental standpoint, will most likely crack, and um, and so that's how I see that. On the bottom half, Hallop and over I... Ooh, I don't mean to just keep copying what you're saying, but I think we're just thinking the same way. Yeah. Um, personally, I want Anna Simova to win. She's American, she's young, and I'm not a big fan of Halep, so that's enough to vote for that. But, you know, even though I'm not a Halep fan, I have to respect what she does on the court. And I, you know, I do believe, unlike the the Madison Keys birdie match, if it does get tight, I could see Anna Simova who doesn't quite have the experience yet in these type of matches not being up to the challenge with Halop and then if if Madison Keyes somehow you know stumbles <laughs> uh, you know across a win on on Barty she's definitely going to take the beat down from Hallep. Uh, if Barty beats Keyes that's going to be very interesting um I still give the edge to Halop but Barty's crafty, and she might bring something all out the cabinet that uh, to try to surprise Halep with, and to you know really put her in some uncomfortable positions.
0: I, I see what you're saying, and I didn't give my prediction as well. I do feel like whoever comes out of that, Barty Keys, I still I feel like Halep will get get up on him. I think I see her being in the final. Okay, so we're thinking it's
1: probably going to be a Halep uh, Conta final. Yes. And who do you pick for that?
0: Two-time Grand Slam champion Simona
1: Halep. There you go. Uh, I agree with you, even though I would want Conta to win. Actually, I want anybody that plays Halep to win. But if I'm <laughs> looking, if if I'm you know putting my money behind somebody, I think at this point of the tournament, I would have to go with Halep as well.
0: Yeah, I have to say I feel the same. All right, so. Let's jump over to the men.
1: Yes. Fellas, what's up? Now, Isaac, I'm going to go out here because you tried to clown me on it. And I remember (laughs) when I was watching the match, I was like, Isaac tried to clown me on this. (laughs) I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that that Tsarovich-Dimitrov match was going to be good. And honestly, that match plus the match between... Barvenka and um, Sisipas, to me, those are two of the best matches I saw all week. Um, You know, I actually thought Tipsarovich was going to pull it out because Dimitrov can get a little fragile in the end mentally as well. But I was impressed. He, He actually pulled that one out. But I enjoyed watching that match, and I watched actually the majority of it.
0: I will give you your full uh, kudos on that one. You called it right because I literally thought Grigor was going to go up there and spank up on Tibsarovic and be like, bitch, get out my way. And Tibsarovic was like, <laughs> "Hail to the no. Anybody scared of you? We about to put on the gloves and we about to do it. And they did it. You're right, Bryce. That was one of the best matches of the tournament. Absolutely. Grigor did pull it out, which was a little bit surprising because, you know, mentally he's been a bit fragile lately. But uh, he he did he got it done. And did you notice that Fish Boy Radik Stepanek was in his box? Is that his new coach? I guess so. And uh, we know he knows the
1: game pretty well, so that he does. Um, well, you know, on the men's side, we were also uh, presented with a surprise before the first ball was struck, and that's when we found out that Nick Kyrgios had pulled out of the tournament. Right.
0: Yeah, Nick wasn't ready. He knew because he put, like, look, when you talk big shit, you got to be ready to back it up. And he talked some big shit in that interview, and he wasn't ready to back it up. So he did right. He went ahead and pulled out because, like I said, there was the opportunity for him to potentially meet Djokovic. He No, he he didn't want that. Not on this surface. Now, at Wimbledon, the <laughs> <laughs> carry would be licking his chops. But, no, right. not on the clay. Not on the clay. What about you? What you think?
1: yeah no i i i i don't see it i mean he he we knew he was in a bad state of mind from when he lost his mind at the what was that was that the Italian open where he basically walked off the um yeah the court yeah through the
0: through the chair on the court yeah
1: right so you know the man has has loads of talent and and we really you know would love to see that but you know he's got to get his head right uh because yep. otherwise you know he's just gonna Flounder and and really just kind of flail away here on the on the tour. Uh, exactly. Before we we move too far, I also want to pat myself since I have to take a little bit of the L for the not calling the Osaka thing right in the second round. Uh, <laughs> there were two other matches that I had said, and I think you agreed with me, Isaac, that they were going to be great matches. And one was Edmund versus Shardy. Yes, and and that match ended up I think going over a couple of days. And five Once sets, and that was a good match. And then, what about Herbert coming back two sets down beating Medvedev?
0: How about that? That I did not see coming because Medvedev was looking so good coming into the French Open, and to let Pierre just climb up on him uh, and come back I mean, that's 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 a great effort from that young Frenchman. I was I was shocked yet uh pleased because i do like him i like his game he's got a very very nice game love is served the fact that he knows how to play doubles and is comfortable at the net i like that young cat but i did not expect for medvedev to get jolly by him
1: (laughs) no no not at all so the difference with the men though is that most of the guys that we thought would get there would get and have gotten there Right, so we still have Djokovic, we have Team, we have Federer, we have Nadal, we still have Zarev, we still have uh, Hachinov, and really the the two and 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 well, we did have Nishikori, but he's gone. Um, <laughs> the The two people that even snuck in weren't really big sneaks because Hachinov, I think he was seeded tenth, and he was right. he took out Del Potro, who was eighth, so that was really kind of a toss up match. And then uh, Nishikori. Believe it or not, I thought
0: Nishikori was going to lose the pair. So did I, actually, because pairs got that big old game. They both match each other equally on the backhand side. It's just Nishikori was just a little bit more solid at the end. But yeah, that was actually a good match as well.
1: It really was. So, um, so what was the biggest surprise? for you in the the men's draw. And and I will tell you kind of what the biggest surprise for me was. And that was when I looked at the guys that were in a tournament and they were doing well, I really thought that Zara was going to end up losing to Fonini. I'm surprised Fonini, Fonini didn't pull that one out.
0: Yeah, and I think we both picked Fognini to to, to, to get past Zverev if they met. So that, I agree with you, was a bit surprising. But at the same time, it looks as though Zverev may be finding his footing again. So, you know, he won the tournament right before the French Open, and it looks like mentally he's coming in with a good mindset. Um, I think – what's his new coach? Who Who is is it? Ivan Lindell? That's going to be his new coach? Yeah. I know yeah. there's one – yeah. So Lindo's supposed to join him at Wimbledon, so you know he's probably excited about that. To you know, have, be joined up there. So I, I feel like he may be turning the corner a little bit, um, which you know, it's 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 all good. I'm 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 happy for him.
1: And then, what did you think about uh, Del Potro
0: losing
1: that Hatchinoff? I know Hatchinoff is your boy.
0: Yeah, Karen's my boy. Now, mind you, and I feel bad. So Karen, if you listen to this, I apologize. I'm back with you because <laughs> I was getting concerned about you because you weren't doing nothing earlier in the year. Um, but at the same time, um, I'm just happy that, you know, he's playing some good tennis. And that was a really good match against Del Potro. And I think that, you know, Del Del Potro was really trying to, you know, to kind of push himself in there. But you know, it was just tough because Kachanov can can really hit big forehands as well. And he puts a lot of topspin on him. And I just feel like that was kind of wearing Del Potro down a bit. And it kind of goes back to what you and I were talking about. You know, he hasn't been out there very much lately. So to get him into the best of five. I just really am. I'm proud of Del Potro for making it as far as he did. To be very honest with you, because to me, I think he was more so using this just as a means of getting himself right for the grass, so he can go and clown at Wimbledon. Um, but I do am. I am very happy for Karen Hatchinoff, and I. I. I'm hoping that he can. He can still put in some work and and p- pull an upset. But you know, that'd be tough. <laughs> well.
1: I tell you who I'm really proud of, and that would be the king, Mr. Roger Federer.
0: Speak on it. Come on now.
1: Look, they keep wanting to bring up the fact that he hasn't been at the French at the French Open for four years, hmm. and he comes back and steps right back in the semifinals like he was meant to be there.
0: And he was. I mean, let's be clear, Bryce. When Roger Federer is healthy, there are only two players that can mess with him, and that's Nadal on clay and Djokovic. And I'm just proud of Roger for deciding to play the clay. Thank you for making this French open even more fun for me to watch because it has been glorious. That, that man has been playing some tennis and I don't know that match against Stan today, Roger, get it done. Now I'm, I'm yeah, we, we, we still got to work on the damn break points though, Roger.
1: Damn I, it. Look, if there is anybody from Rogers Camp listening to this podcast, Ugh. just just like y'all fixed that just struggling backhand he had back in the mm. day, and, and now it's real, you guys have made it a weapon. Yes, you've got to address his ability to win break points. He won eleven percent of his break points today. He won two of eighteen. He had That's, eighteen ew. chances to break, and he only did it twice. Where exactly? Var- Varvrink on the other side, he broke twice on five chances. <laughs> and when you're playing the top guys, when you're playing, and I consider staying a top guy, and when you, you're you playing a doll, and when you're playing Djokovic, and you get those opportunities, you got to take advantage
0: of those. You must. You must. You, you must. Honestly, I feel like that has cost Roger in his career. Cause you just think about some of them some of them French opens that he played against Rafa back in the day. So many breakpoint opportunities didn't convert. Didn't convert. And it's like you just can't give those players you, you can't give them that out. You just got you gotta get it done. You have to get it done. And that was just to me, that was just extremely disappointing. I'm so ecstatic though that regardless of all of it, he got the W and he's back he in the semis. He got it. He made it happen. But like you said, if you are in the Roger Federer camp, I need y'all to go off and try and figure out some method of creating scenarios where he has break points and what he needs to do to to convert them. Because I have to say, Roger probably has the worst breakpoint conversion of any of the greatest of all time players that are in consideration. Oh, wow. It has to oh, be wow, the sure. worst I'm sure he does.
1: And look, we know even with the greats, they're not perfect. And I know we're nitpicking here because Roger does so many things well. But this is one of those type of things that really can make a difference between winning and losing many times.
0: That's right. Yeah. So,
1: so Isaac, let's talk about how we see things uh, winding up here on the men's side. So, we know we have the Federer-Nadal semifinal on, what is that, it's gonna be Friday, I guess, right?
0: Yes, Friday. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: And so we don't even talk about that. We 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 know that's exciting. Yes. What do we What do we think the other semifinal is gonna look like?
0: Who's gonna make it? All right. So I tell you what. It's it's I I think it's it's <laughs> anybody on the day I think can can get it done um, because you've got Djokovic. Okay, let me. Let me. I'm getting confused on my matchups. It's team against Hatchinoff, right? Correct. Yes. And then Djokovic is playing Zverev, and Zverev has beaten Djokovic before, so he ain't gonna be scared of him. He's on this new little, you know, mental, you know, upside. That's going to be a good match. I'm going to say it like that. It's going to be a good match. Do I think Zverev will be able to pull it out? No. I think Djokovic will make the semis. Um, on the other one, catching off against team. Love catching off. He's my boy. I also like Dominique Team, though. <laughs> right. I really do. So that one, of course, will be a tough one for me. Um, I think who I would kind of want to win would probably be Kachanov. But at the end of the day, I believe team is going to get it done. And it's going to be, as we predicted, the Djokovic-team matchup that we were expecting. Now, what do you think, though?
1: Well, I agree with you on uh, Djokovic. I, I don't see Zverev getting it done against him in the semifinals of the French Open. Um, and really the same thing. I think Hatchinov, he'll go and he'll battle well. But Dominic team was kind of built for this tournament. Uh, so he's not going to be denied by you know, I'm a rock staff and knock off. So if we're saying that we're going to have Djokovic and team in the finals, I think this is where you, so, okay, this is really good because we're going to say semifinals, you have Djokovic versus team and you have a Federer versus Nadal. And we, we both had these as our four semifinals, but That's we had right. different, we had different results. Um, I believe I stated that the finals would be Nadal against team with team actually taking Nadal out in the finals. And I believe you had Roger, uh, facing Djokovic with Djokovic taking the title.
0: That is correct.
1: Okay. So, between the two of us, we should have about all the scenarios uh, taken, right?
0: <laughs> unless Exactly.
1: Unless Zara or Hatchinoff make it into the finals, which
0: right. shouldn't happen. It, exactly. I don't think it's likely, but again, that's why it's sport. You never know what can happen. So we'll see. Exactly. <laughs> so let's, let's wrap it up, Isaac. Yeah, folks, so this has just been, you know, a great French Open. I think that uh, we've seen some great matches, and uh, hopefully the listeners out there can agree that, um, you know, these matchups have been crazy, the upsets on the women's side, the fact that the men's side has gone based on the draw. I mean, you just got to enjoy it the way that it is, and uh, I know that over the last week or so, it's been good, good entertaining stuff being able to watch and enjoy the French Open, so... Uh, just happy to be able to, you know, uh, enjoy the game, watch the game and, uh, bring it to you all, the listeners.
1: Absolutely. And we want you to tune in, uh, next week when we do our review show of results from the 2019 French Open, uh, to see how well, let's see if Isaac and I did any better with our predictions down the stretch than we did (laughs) with them initially (laughs) before the tournament. And, and something else that we'd like to do that we, we didn't do on the first two episodes is we'd like to invite all of you to become a part of our online family. Um, we are represented on all of your major social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We even have a YouTube channel. Uh, go out there and follow us or like us or become friends with us. And, and, and across all the different platforms, you can find us. As brothers on tennis and let me spell that for you to make sure that you've got it right that is b-r-u-t-h-a-s on tennis that's right come on out there and meet us
0: that's right say it like you mean it brothers brothers (laughs) 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 we want to hear you man. we want to hear from you and we thank you in advance for just listening and hopefully you're finding some enjoyment from this folks absolutely and with that we are out so this is your boy Bryce and this is your boy Isaac and we are Brothers on Tips take care